A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of uh, Adventures in Hell World. I am Poker and Politics, joined as always by Sarge. Hello, welcome to Hell World. And I'm also joined by the mysterious L. That's me, baby. Get the fuck out of hell, world. <laughs> oh, we are now about, I don't know, 65 or so days away from what appears to be hell, world. So that's kind of like hopeful, optimistic, as it were, I guess one could say. So, uh, yeah. So we are still, of course, dealing with uh, the life and times of dealing with QAnon. So that means we have to play a little content warning for you folks before we get serious. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. And now that you know what you're getting yourself into, if you've been enjoying this podcast and you want to help us out, um, feel free to spread uh, the word via word of mouth and retweeting and all that kind of stuff to let people know we're awesome. And if you really are happy with us, uh, go to patreon.com slash poker politics and send us a few dollars. Every dollar makes a difference. And uh, we basically put most of this money back into the podcast. We got L some new speakers last week so he can actually hear us, which is an improvement, I think, over just trying to definitely uh, message him via semaphore code about what we're talking about. Maybe it would be an improvement if you guys were a little bit hotter on the mic. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Burns. The burn has already started. Yes. We need some burn heal. <laughs> Nerd reference. First one of the show. Oh, God. Yes. L, truly the spiciest of us. Uh, and also, if like we are not your cup of tea, please give money to love146.org, who actually is a human anti-human trafficking organization that's doing the work QAnon claims to do but doesn't. And beyond that, uh, give to the Senate Democrats in Georgia, because yeah. that would be Senate awesome. Runoff. Yes, the Georgia Senate runoff on January 5th is, I don't know, kind of decides if we get to do cool liberal things or if we get to watch Mitch McConnell make the jerk-off motion for the next two years while laughing at us that we don't get to pass anything that isn't in an executive order. So Can that man even make the jerk-off motion with his rotting hands? Ah, uh, who knows? I mean, it's 
probably you imagine how disturbing that would look it would look like some sort of like mummified grimace doing it ah uh, yeah a mummified grimace a visual yeah he's he's getting ready to ejaculate some mcdust <laughs> oh god Oh, man. Uh, this is what you get when you get the Adventures in Hellworld podcast. Aggressive. Yeah, what do you mean you don't want to support our podcast? I just <laughs> talked about a mummified grimace ejaculating dust. This, you, you, you signed up for this. You signed up to hear about Mitch McConnell jerking this, off. This is your fault. Yes. This is all your fault. Yep. This, you're here with us. You're here with us for a reason, and that reason is the sexual proclivities of a very old Republican man with hideously puncture-wounded purple hands. That... And also Mitch McConnell. Hey, He's more like a cryptic Oh, it really does. It absolutely does. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, good old uh good old rotting turtle Mitch is uh scary and terrifying and bad. Uh rotting. Yeah. Rotting <laughs> my my Mitch. rotting flesh was just getting in the way. Oh, uh, oh, he is—he is not uh, not a healthy man, but apparently a very powerful man that the good citizens of, of Kentucky love very, very much because they keep sending him back to the Senate to torture I the rest. About his leprous hands. That's because you were too distracted by the fact that his his old man like skin and facial jowls make his jaw look like that of a ventriloquist dummy. Yes, he absolutely is that. He's got like a like a rectangular portion of his face exactly where his chin is and it's just like recessed and like just moves straight up and down when he talks. He's like What's that what's that horror movie where the the person is a giant ventriloquist dummy? Uh, no Dead uh, <laughs> Silent. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, there, there was a chance that I could have got there just making up fake pun names for that movie, so good for them. <laughs> it's spooky. I did not like that. Well, I mean, I liked it in that it was a it was a horror it was a dumb horror movie that unsettled me. Speaking of dumb horror movies, what's Q up to? Oh, it's time to find out what's going on with Q in the news with a segment we like to call Q's in the news. What's everyone's favorite death cult been up to this past week? It's time for Q's in the News. So, uh, right now, uh, what Q is doing is uh, waking up a little bit and letting everybody know that we're still totally going to win. But he did a total of three whole Q drops, and then he was just dumb, plum tuckered out and went back to sleep again, and we haven't heard from him in about four days and the picture of the American flag should not count as a Q drop. Hey, that picture of the American flag was followed by Q saying, nothing can stop what is coming. Nothing! Exclamation point. Q. I it's mean... It's McConnell, and it's going to get real dusty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then uh, QAnon retconned, nothing can stop what is coming, to mean... Uh, an, an abbreviation that is N-C-S-W-I-C, which apparently was some sort of uh, the National Council of Statewide Interprobability Coordinators, which was some sort of like proof that the election had been hacked or rigged by the cabal, which I don't understand what the point of that is because... Q has always said this shit was going to be rigged by the deep state. Q had always said that the bad guys were going to try to steal it. 
The whole point of Q was that he was going to counter-steal it. That he was going to hit them with the double-reverse flim-flam. It was an old-timey heist movie. Right! Like, this was the thing where it's like a whole... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's Ocean's Eleven, only during the movie, like, it's very obvious that, like, the main guy who assembles the team knows that one of the, one of the, one of the people in the team is going to double cross him, and he's set that guy up for a triple cross, so, like, after they pull off the heist, and that guy has all the money, and then he hits the main character with the double cross... The main character is like, oh yeah, idiot, and then hits him with the double reverse, and the double cross backfires, and the main character gets all the money anyways. And nice movie breakdowns, right, Mike? Oh, absolutely, it's what I'm all about. But and like in like any great heist movie, there's so so much double and triple crossing that at the end of the day, it's kind of like nobody crossed anyone at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, well we're gonna win the election was what we were saying because we knew that we were gonna lose the election. So the, we could come in with the Biden laptop and totally claim the election. And it's just like, after you get like three or four steps removed from that, what you're just describing is an election happening. <laughs> yeah, they got so, real fucking quiet on that laptop all of a sudden. Wait until you see what's on the laptop. The, the laptop was so powerful, they had no choice but to put it to put it dark for a while. <laughs> they, 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 they had to let the, the laptop rest for a while. So powerful as its, it's content. It's in the warehouse with all the artifacts from Indiana Jones. You, you, like you, burning, yeah, they're, they're, they're top hole. men storing away that laptop. Top men. <laughs> that, is one of my, that is one of my favorite gifts to post on Twitter is top men. But uh, yeah, and if you ever looked at the Hunter Biden laptop, your face would just melt off and you'd just become a oh, skeleton yeah. immediately. Somebody with video editing skills should get on all of this shit. Yeah, just like like them opening a laptop, it's just like a like a like a melting Joe Biden face. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, it has to be on parlor already, right? Oh, it has to be on parlor. Yeah, like the laptop opens up and you see Biden, Kamala Harris, Comey, the Clintons, Obama, the Bushes, all of their faces just melt away, and then like you just like see Trump standing behind the laptop with his, doing his like dumb flossing dance or whatever they've made Trump do with his head is superimposed over someone else's body. <laughs> The bald oh, guy man. from that movie, isn't he named Moloch? I think he is, actually. And I, th- I think that character's name is Moloch. Yep. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking the, the, the gif of, uh, from Tim and Eric <laughs> of the guy's mind exploding. Just fucking, we, we, we cracked the code. See, all oh. it took, was, all, all it took was, a, was a group of intrepid liberals to disciple Q's messaging. Oh, thank God. We finally figured it out. We were the red pill they've been waiting for this whole time. Now it's time for The Prestige, which apparently <laughs> is... Joe Biden getting elected president. Again, once you've triple-crossed somebody enough, it's almost like nobody got crossed at all. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So basically Q posted the lazy flag Q drop, and then he posted the lazy, we're going to show the public the election was stolen Q drop. And then that was too much for him, so he, he went to bed, woke up two hours later, and at like uh, midnight 20 in the morning on November 13th, Q posted all of Durham. Q and that was just that just drove everyone up a wall because they've been waiting. What you say? Follow us on Twitter. You got to see me confuse what Durham was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought he was talking about a place. Oh, but now they're thinking that this is this is the way the the brain worms eat (laughs) QAnon. 
So originally this was supposed to be the Durham investigation where this guy Durham was going to arrest everybody and bring justice to the world and everyone was like making Punisher skulls with Durham's dumb beard on them and all this other stuff and just being like, oh, Durham's going to get you fuckers. Oh, you're all going to go down. And then um, this week, some intrepid uh, QAnon quote-unquote researcher found out that Sidney Powell, who is now like the grift queen of QAnon, uh, she actually comes from Durham, North Carolina. So they're all like, oh my God, the triple meaning of it all. It was actually Powell who's going to bring down the deep state. Oh, how does Q know? They love them deltas. And yeah, they love their deltas. They love their nonsense. But the best thing about it that's so dumb is that Durham has always meant Durham the prosecutor guy. And, like, Q has even made it clear that he was like, my first Q drop was the day Durham got promoted to his job in the Trump administration. There are no coincidences. So he's always been talking about Durham. He's not been no, talking... He meant, to, he, he meant it was the time where Durham, the location, got promoted inside of the Trump administration. Yes, absolutely Think about that. Mike. Yep. They mean prom- he meant promoted as in becoming relevant because of... Whatever Q thinks is in Durham now. That's where the Declaration of Independence has led them on their national treasure style hunt. Basically, what has happened, what I would consider to be like the polite society of the crazy right-wing grifter community, is Fox News has had um, Tucker and Lou Dobbs and the other like sketchy con people. They've had Sidney Powell on, and she is... Michael Flynn's QAnon knowing lawyer and she just goes around talking about Q drops and oh not directly Q drops but she talks the word the code of QAnon and she knows that doing this riles up these fucking idiots and gets them so hot and bothered she like a long time ago brought up Anthony Weiner's laptop and was like oh man there's a lot of stuff on Wiener's laptop. I heard a lot of hardened cops were like crying and screaming when they saw it. So like she knows this game. She knows that like these people will believe anything she says. So she's been talking on Lou Dobbs and Tucker's shows about, oh man, there's so much corruption and voter fraud. It goes all over America. Recently she said that like they're going to release the Kraken which has caused Release the Kraken to trend off and on the last two days on Twitter. because okay, so, so, Somebody somebody get uh, Johnny Depp on the line. It's time for him to suit up as Captain Jack Sparrow. He's, he's yeah. got time to work. Hired him from that awful Harry Potter movie. That terrible movie of Liam Neeson was uh, where they said Release the Kraken or whatever. But they now have like their new dumb mantra... That, like, there's this big moment, this big event that's about to happen. Meanwhile, in court, uh, right now, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is being laughed at by um, the judges in Pennsylvania over his allegations of rampant voter fraud, which uh, doesn't exist and is not true, and he has no evidence for any of it. But Didn't well, an entire law firm quit? Yes, literally... Over- all of Trump's lawyers quit that were actually part of law firms. So he had to hire some ambulance chaser who his last tweet before getting the job as being like Trump's lawyer in the Pennsylvania recount 
was to say, hey, Joe Biden, if you don't answer these questions about this laptop and Hunter Biden, we know something's up. So like this like hardcore MAGA clown ambulance chaser is now what or I should say was Trump's last line of defense as a lawyer in Pennsylvania until Rudy swept in to be the president's lawyer in Pennsylvania today. Uh, which, um, according to all the live tw- live tweets I've been reading, has been an absolute clown show. And when we started the job because he heard that there were going to be some potentially underage female journalists there that he could <laughs> touch his dick in front of. They, he, they, he, Rudy Giuliani, I'm sure, has hired a private investigator that just always tells him where Sasha Baron Cohen is at all times. They put uh, they put some sort of like GPS tracking device on Chef Doctor Barrett Cohen's like iPhone, so they make sure he's like thousands of miles away from Rudy at all times now, so Rudy won't again like be caught on camera grabbing grabbing his junk in front of a young woman. Uh, I wonder, dude, uh, I wonder how much he, I wonder how much he potentially bristles when people come up to him and go, "My wife." In the year of our Lord twenty twenty, that's a thing that came back. Now the bore at my wife thing. Is uh, like it, 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 it's it's fucking got that that cultural juice now again. Part of the zeitgeist. Oh. Borat's back, and he made a new unfunny movie. <laughs> oh, it's all of that. Is it not funny. I thought people were enjoying it. It's. it's- I mean, the the more politically relevant they make Borat to our current time, the less Borat really plays. Like, it's weird. The more they try to say stuff with Borat, the less I'm interested in hearing what Borat has to say. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I haven't seen. I never watched any Borat movie, so like my life is just literally from Borat. It's just people yelling "great success" at me and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah. You just need to know that we live in a world beyond parody, right? We have gone so far through the Looking Glass that, for many reasons, they had to cancel House of Cards. They're like, we can't write what's happening. Also, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it's a, like uh, we 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 we've truly become an Ouroboros now with uh, like eating our own tail. Like Borat, the first movie comes out, Kazakhstan hates it because it makes them look really bad. Borat, second movie comes out, Kazakhstan adopts Borat's catchphrase as their travel slogan. Yo, come to Kazakhstan, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the one they used, but I really wish it was. It should have been. Oh it's god, completely out of context. My wife. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna that like it's, I I am going to fight so hard not to say that when we do the Good Speed Patriots at the end of this podcast because <laughs> it just feels like the sort of dumb no context nonsense that makes people laugh. Did you hear him saying my wife for no reason? Oh, he's so witty and clever. But um, so Rudy's getting laughed out of court and like. This uh, oh, then they also had a ruling against Trump while Rudy was in court that the uh, Pennsylvania uh, judge ruled that no, uh, the the law that said that the poll watchers uh, had to be six feet away or whatever, yeah, that was totally fine, and like you guys don't have that right or whatever. So like uh, someone just meant, tweeted out that Trump's lawyers are now one for twenty five in their lawsuits to try to do something about the election. Which goes to show exactly how excellent they are about this. I forget where I read this on Twitter, but that's the only place I get any news nowadays. But someone said that like it's like it's very obvious that Trump and all of and like Jared and Ivanka and all these people thought that like on November fourth 
they could just be like, yo, Bill Barr, get the DOJ to fucking argue these cases for us. And then Bill Barr was like, uh, I actually can't do that. That's not how this works. We're not part of the Trump campaign. We're yeah. part of the Trump administration. So, like, if your campaign wants to argue things, you need campaign lawyers. And then Trump was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And then, like, went to the yellow pages to find lawyers to fight these cases for him. Which, it was Wisconsin. They are like, we want to recount in Wisconsin. Wisconsin was like, deal. That'll be seven hundred seven point eight million, not seven hundred seven point eight million dollars, and we want paid up front. And Trump has until Trump has until tomorrow, Wednesday at five p.m. to pony up the nearly eight million dollars for his recount in Wisconsin. Spoiler alert: the money will not be put up for, put up, and Biden will win Wisconsin by twenty thousand votes. But, that, Donald, but yeah. Donald Trump is such an incredible businessman that he has to just have seven point eight million lying around. Absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, he, he he certainly wasn't using it to pay his fucking taxes. No, <laughs> that, he's a smart guy. He wasn't paying any taxes. He was saving his money for the recount in Wisconsin that <laughs> he he's totally going to pay funny. for. Yeah, he knew Wisconsin was going to be uh, attacked by the cabal, and he knew he was going to need to have $8 million, uh, in cold hard cash to uh, show the cabal's treachery Man, to the American if, people. If, if, if Wisconsin, of all places, is trying to soak him for $8 million, could you imagine what a real state would be soaking him for? Like Pennsylvania? How much would a recount in Pennsylvania cost? <laughs> um, just because, since Wisconsin's like basically 10 electoral votes and Pennsylvania's like 20, I would assume double, double? pretty much. Yeah. Simple math. Quick yeah. Math. Yeah. So, like, a nice 16 million to get your recount. Because the thing is, is like, Wisconsin wasn't close enough for an actual, like, state mandated recount. So they were like, hey, if a campaign wants a recount, just cough up 8 million bucks and you can have one, buddy. And I mean, that was Jill Stein's grift in 2016, where she was like, I will file for a recount as the Green Party candidate. And all these, like, sad libs, like, gave her piles of money, and then she just stole it, because the Green Party is a scam. And that was just, so I mean, like, it's not like the left is immune to this crap, but, um... The, did, you, uh, did you see, this is a, a quick jump, did you see that the co-owner of Cambridge Analytica is co-owner of Parler? I I've been hearing about like all kinds of things that happen with Parler because someone randomly said that George Soros owns half of Parler and that made Parler incredibly mad because they know that their racist anti-Semitic community would never tolerate being on a <laughs> on a platform owned by George Soros. And uh, Dan Bingo Bongo of, like, Fox News and right-wing grift fame was like, hey, I own Parler. Like, leave me alone. And then people were like, you don't actually own Parler. You're just an idiot on Fox. And then, like, people started looking for the actual money behind Parler, and it's the Mercers, it seems like. So, yeah, like, the whole who is funding this right-wing echo chamber that will go out of business in a few years because they have no reach or engagement beyond like the actual just hard right lunatic world and yeah no, not a lot of Kendall Jenners on Parlor not uh, so much uh, no driving the business by Hawkins skincare medication or no and the, and the thing is is like those people they want to be on a social media platform where they can own the libs like when you post your like saucy hot take on Parlor 
you don't get hate quote retweets from people being like, look at what this terrible monster said. And you can be like, oh yeah, baby, you, you just hate me because I'm speaking the truth. The truth about like minorities and religions I don't like and other people that I want to be allowed to legally murder. So like that whole ability to like shape the discourse and own the libs goes away when you don't have any libs on your platform. So what else has been going on in the, in the, in the Q news, Mr. Reigns? So, uh, so that all happened with uh, Rudy getting his butt kicked. And then Sidney Powell has been uh, just... She talked about releasing the Kraken. And this has led to an unending series of delusional conspiracy theories uh, promoted by various right-wing grifters. And again, because Q is incredibly sleepy and he had that one post about, uh, yeah, there was some election fraud, so whatever. Q themselves hasn't actually come out with a like real honest-to-goodness like theory about this whole thing. The first theory that QAnon had was that the ballots that were sent out had watermarks on them from Q team and the Trump administration. And when they do these recounts, they'll be able to find the non-watermarked ballots that the evil Biden Shycom plant put in place. And they'll be able to show America the true ballots and the fake ballots. Oh, you mean the the Dominion voting machines? The Dominion voting voting machines, the Dominion voting machines are the next conspiracy theory. The watermark theory was the first conspiracy theory. Oh. So like first yeah, that, that, that was only that was only the tip of the iceberg for the Da Vinci election. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 so and like so there were so many people uh, on the right who were screaming that the whole election was a giant sting operation. We had the watermarked ballots. We're going to be bringing this evidence to the to the courts very soon. All of it's going to get thrown out. Trump won 100 states landslide we got this don't worry bro and then as trump kept losing lawsuits people were like well where are those watermarked ballots because like this is a conspiracy theory where you have to provide the evidence that you have because you said you had evidence and that led to the pivot to dominion which is the new and improved conspiracy theory which is if you were a liberal in 2004 whining about diebold and how they screwed john Kerry out of the election and gave it to w bush Congratulations, now you're a conservative in 2020 whining about Dominion giving the election to Biden, only it wasn't just Ohio, it was like literally all of America through voter fraud via rigged Dominion voting machines. Right. right. Is is Dominion the actual name of a voting machine manufacturer, or is that just like the most on-the-nose name for conspiracy? It's the actual name of a voting... It's uh, the actual name. That is awesome. Yes. Yeah. And Dominion actually, I believe, uh, bought up Diebold. So, like, this is, like, the kind of the same company running the same, like, thing. But uh, I, in almost, I know in Arizona for sure, and I also know in Nevada for sure, these machines have a paper receipt trail. So, like, even if you go to a Dominion touchscreen machine and beep the boop, like, it prints out a, a receipt that says, like, here are the selections you made. Is your receipt accurate? And then you hit yes, and it, like, gives you the bro fist. Because in 2008, uh, when, I was, when I was living in Nevada and I voted for Obama... 
I went into the booth, I hit the voting machine things, and there was this giant blank piece of paper next to me, uh, next to the side of the screen, and then when I was done voting, it printed out all of my options and said, is your receipt correct? And I hit yes, and then it rolled my receipt over, so it was another blank piece of paper. So I was like, wow, this is incredibly wasteful for all the trees you're killing, but it's good that you have a paper receipt, so thank you for that, Nevada. But uh, you have a paper trail in case Donald Trump ever claims voter fraud or whatever. He, he can point to that as not evidence of anything because right. it's not evidence of anything. Right. Like Donald Trump is going to go for those paper receipts as fast as O.J. Simpson is going for the real killers. I mean, any day now, any day now, he's going to grab those paper receipts and find the truth about the is election. Is out of jail? Maybe, I mean, he might have got a COVID. He, he, well, now, because the kidnapping charges he got nailed with back uh, back a few years ago. Yeah, I, I knew he went back in. Didn't he, didn't he also get arrested for, like, stealing or for, like, selling fake... Sports memorabilia, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, no, what happened, yeah, what happened was is someone was selling memorabilia of his. He got pissed, like, broke into their room, like, held them at, like, threatened them, held them in the room, and then took the stuff back from that guy. And then when they arrested him for that, they got him for, like, kidnapping because he held the guy in a room against his will and a ton of other charges. And then, like... Sports talk with the soft boys. Oh, yeah. Really topical uh, sports boys soft talk. How about the Milwaukee Bucks trade? Boom. Giannis going for it. Uh, No. (laughs) But, uh... Hey, before your sports podcast. The soft boys sports podcast. Oh, my God. That would be such a... I mean, it obviously couldn't carry a show for very long, but that would be a great gimmick for a few podcast episodes just... Doing a sports podcast and put uh, sports that happened before, but talking about them like they just happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, oh, you, I, you, you know, I want to talk about Andre Agassi. Can you believe the Chiefs went out of their way to pick up Joe Montana? I don't know if he still has it in him. <laughs> the ice cold sports, this ice cold takes podcast, just like, riffing George, on stuff from fifteen George years ago. The field for that pine tar bat. Oh boy, bro! They're letting Negroes play baseball now. You believe this? <laughs> Oh my, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, if we had an audience, we'd be canceled. Yeah, I mean, it was just. It, what's so funny about uh, excuse that? Excuse me, uh, uh, you and uh, uh, Sarge, you and I drove by that that place that time uh, in the middle of the country. There's uh, that that baseball hall of fame or whatever. What was it called? That is the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame Museum. And there you have it. I can't be racist. It's impossible. It did exist. Yeah. What was what's so funny about that was you brought up George Brett and the Pine Tar, and there was uh, some QAnon promoter recently who was like, "Man, libs are going to be even madder than George Brett over the Pine Tar bat when they find out Trump really won this election." And they had a gif of George Brett star, and they had a gif of George Brett storming storming out of the dugout to yell at the umps after they called him out for the Pine Tar. It was I'm just like, man, that is so not topical. Smash cut to this happening and that guy being proven right, and I'm losing. Uh, I mean, if you want George Brett, you need to find the video of him talking about uh, shitting himself at least twice a year. Oh, that that, that video is incredible. Oh, God. Speaking of incredible, at least two this, a year. This tangent has been so incredible that a little peek behind the curtain for our listeners. I don't even know what the fuck we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> How the hell do we start talking about this? <laughs> this is the Soft Boys Sportscast. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... What happened with this whole Dominion thing, which was so ridiculous, is, like, literally, I went, 
to all these different newspapers to try to like find out what they were actually talking about and to present evidence to debunk their claims. And I was reading this article by Reuters about it, and like all Reuters was just saying was like nothing they said was true. It's all a lie. They we can't even debunk this because they don't even really have any claims to make. They're just basically saying the election was stolen, and that the machine flipped the votes or so or something. But it they don't have any justification or logic to exp- express why that is the way it is. They stole it. You, you, you can't debunk something that hasn't been bunked in the first place. Right. And, like, this is the reason why Dominion is so much better than the watermarks. Because the watermarks are a thing where you claim you had the evidence in the first place. Whereas Dominion is just you screaming, we was robbed. And, like, hoping that your heroes, which in this case are Lynn Wood, the guy who's trying to wedge his way into right-wing grifterdom by being Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer and screaming and yelling about evil liberals and all that other nonsense. You want to be on? Yeah, yeah. Lynn Wood's a real great guy. He's doing real good for himself. So you have like your heroes are literally Lynn Wood, grifter defending a kid who ran to ran across state lines to murder people because he's a piece of shit. Um, Sidney Powell, who is either a believer in QAnon or an aggressive QAnon grifter who's working with Michael Flynn, the literal king of QAnon grifters that are just stealing money from these clowns and they don't even see it. They don't see how aggressively they're getting rogered by these people. And the third, uh, the third person in this group is Rudy, who... My God, if you think Rudy Giuliani is going to save the day and uh, bring justice and topple the cabal, holy shit, are you on another planet? (laughs) I mean, again, Rudy... Reevaluate. Old old trustworthy Rudy. Rudy was was conned by Borat, and if Borat had let him do it, Rudy would have had his cock and balls out on camera in front of a woman and for the world to see. But Borat and his editors were like, that's a little too spicy. Actual Russian spies. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, like the Borat thing was like the playful, funny American version of that. Where there's not really any stakes aside from Rudy Giuliani making an ass of himself. But this is a man who has been in previous episodes, not of our podcast, but of life, uh, heckin' bamboozled. By actual Russian sleeper agents or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. Like Ru- Rudy, when he was talking about Hunter Biden's laptop, is like, "Am I working with Russian spies? I don't think I am," which is incredibly reassuring. There's nothing that makes me feel better than the pro- the president's personal lawyer being like, "Maybe I'm being duped by Russian disop- disinformation agents. Possible, but who knows?" That, that, that's the sort of thing that you or I could say because, again, the, the stakes are different. You and I, like. If a Russian gets to us, what are they going to do? They're going to they're going to steal my hot takes about the Beastie Boys? No, but Rudy Giuliani, he, he's got the goods. If a Russian if a Russian agent gets to him, like they might be able to get something that's damaging to our country. Right? They will open the laptop. Their faces will melt. Like, if yeah, it's so it's so absurd. So then, um, so they had the watermarks, and then they went to Dominion. And then they were like, you know what? We need an even dumber conspiracy theory than all this. Take it. 
dumber. Make it dumber. So Dominion Plus. It basically, so <laughs> I can't even like say the name of this company. It's like Scafely or something like that. It's like S C A L T Y. It's like Scalty. But whatever the name of this, this company is, and again, when I went online to look into this. The reaction was, none of this happened, none of it is true, people are just fucking lying on the internet, this is ridiculous. But these clowns came up with the idea that the American military, which I didn't know they were legally allowed to do this, broke into a building in Germany and found the Skeefly server that had the real vote count on it from the American election... And Donald Trump won over 400 electoral votes. He <laughs> won that. He won the state of California decisively. The best part of that. this dumb 270 to win map that they created on this for this thing is that like Minnesota, Wisconsin, and like that little slice of America is like pink for like a narrow Trump win. California is blood red. California went hard Trump. <laughs> so like it's... So now we have uh, the U.S. military basically committing what amounts to an act of war by attacking a building in Germany uh, to break in and steal evidence to prove Biden's voter fraud. And um, QAnon is in a lather that any day now we're going to like do a little reverso of the electoral vote count and that it will not be Biden plus 300 EVs, it will be Trump plus 400 EVs. Well, at, at least this thing that you're talking about is so crazy that no possible news agencies could have run this. It just seems so outlandish and, and ridiculous <laughs> that I couldn't imagine any news agencies whatsoever possibly disseminating this information. Smash cut to OAN. Yes, yeah, the immediate smash. Literal smash cut to, to One America News. <laughs> One American News, a, which, again, on January 21st, 2021, will be Trump News Incorporated, uh, just running this ridiculous, ham-fisted, stupid, from-the-bowels-of-QAnon bullshit and just posting it on the internet for everyone to look at. One American News seems like like, like, a, like a lot of stuff in the, in the QAnon mythos really seems like... A... Like something that some some art art school project set up <laughs> as a part of an alternate reality game that then like they they misjudged the the market and it turns out that people were just fucking into it and they were just like oh shit this is supposed to be part of our goofy like fan fiction of Civil War two or World War three or whatever no one's supposed to take this any sort of seriously yeah. and now it's just like an actual like. <laughs> Kind of news network on the internet. Yeah, like uh, yeah, o o OAN was supposed to be like a, a like a Colbert Report satirization of like the right wing in America and the dumb bullshit they believe in, and then it turned out that it wasn't satire; it was just accurate. And they were like, "Fuck, let's just roll with it. Let's just see how this goes." Yeah, there's just a news anchor on One American News is going in. and moving away from politics for a while. Is Kale making your dogs gay? And it's just like, what the fuck. <laughs> And it's just like that was supposed to be what they were really about, but no, a bunch of a bunch of stupid uh, conservatives decided to treat them like a real news network. So now they're uh, giving it, I guess, the old college try. Yeah, and they know what they know what their base wants, and their base just wants racist dog whistling and QAnon conspiracy theory nut nonsense, and yeah. like you know, all hail God Emperor Trump. Yeah, like there was twenty twenty hyphen question marks. <laughs> 
like f- fuck the presidency and the constitution trump forever yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, like uh there's been talk uh and lord knows how true this is but there's been talk that like trump has told his aides that as soon as biden is certified as the winner of this election he's going to he's going to announce his can- candidacy for 2024 so that's gonna be like oan is like literally just gonna have like a trump 2024 like uh, that's gonna be their bug in the bottom right of the screen this is oan trump 2024 and they're just gonna ride this thing. They're just gonna like just hump Trump's bloated corpse until it <laughs> stops making them money because that's their that's their sugar daddy, and they're gonna they're gonna ride with him for forever. And it, I mean, it's just so crazy when you see like how QAnon and all these other people like hate Fox News now because they called Arizona for Biden, and because they're. And because, like, the Fox News side, I mean, not that Fox News is actually, the news side is actually unbiased or anything, but you actually have, like, the quote-unquote straight anchors, like, saying stuff like, yeah, Biden won. Biden's going to be the president. Like, that's just the way it is. And you have to wait until Laura Ingram and Tucker get on so they can start screaming and yelling about how they're going to overturn this election. And these people want 24-7, like, how we're going to win this election and save America from the cabal. They don't want only, like, 18 hours a day of that. They need 24. So it's just really insane that, like, not be, not having total 100% fealty to Trump at all times is, like, grounds for treason now in QAnon and the right wing in America. Like, um, right before I hit record on this podcast, there was a tweet by some, like, fake breaking news uh, Twitter account that had a video of Kamala Harris fist bumping Lindsey Graham on the floor of the Senate because a bunch of Republican senators were congratulating her about becoming vice president elect. And like half the comments on that were like either just burning hatred of Kamala, but the other half were just like, we see what you did, Lindsey, you will pay for this. Like, (laughs) like just boring propriety on the floor of the Senate with a colleague senator is now you have committed treason against the God Emperor Trump you piece of shit that that, that fist bump was the the Captain America Hail Hydra yes (laughs) Uh, Lindsey Graham is calling up the Georgia Secretary of State and saying hey can you throw out some legal votes so Trump can win that'd be really nice and in QAnon world that's not good enough because you gave the bro fist to Kamala Harris like your public display of like I don't know tact. A woman of color. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so like insane. Like the, the what they demand of these people. Like you can never be loyal enough to Trump to actually pass the test, which is what is going to make the 2024 presidential election so wonderful when we have the QAnon primary, and if it's like real close to the top of a crowded pile of people like what person is going to like take that turn to crazy town to try to corral those winnable QAnon votes I mean (laughs) it's like are they going to promise to throw Hillary and Bill in jail if they do I mean will Bill and Hillary both still be alive in four years I mean who even knows but oh man like just just that just like literally a bro fist on the senate floor is grounds for being excommunicated from QAnon's good graces you are now a bad guy, Lindsey Graham. We now hate you. You no good, naughty, n- n- bad person. But uh, we, we hate Hydra, except well, for you know the fact that Hydra is like a Nazi offshoot because we like Nazis. Yeah. Wait no, a minute. Wait. Wait. Can can 
can Republicans enjoy the Marvel movies? <laughs> no, they actually can't. That's impossible. <laughs> Republicans are just like, I, I, I want to like the Marvel movies, but the bad guys keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, yeah, it's... It's really just, you have, like, this, the loyalty oaths these people demand of their supposed heroes, which is why their heroes get replaced all the time, and then a new hero rises up. Like, I mean, like, now, uh, they've been photoshopping Sidney Powell's head onto Alice's body from Resident Evil, because she's the new champion that's going to defeat the Deep State for them, just the way they would... Just the way they would put uh, Durham's head on the Punisher's body. They made, uh, like, Jeff Sessions Thor. They made Mark Whitaker, the the, the Attorney General before Barr. They made him the Green Lantern. Like, they just turn all these people into these cartoonish superheroes. And then they forget about them ten minutes later because, oh, right, they didn't actually save the world from the bad guys because no one can save the world from the bad guys because this isn't the stupid video game they think they're playing. This is the real world where you suckers needed to come up with a few more votes and you didn't get the job done. So, tough. That's what happened to us in 2016 and we had to eat shit. Now it's your turn to eat shit. Yeah, they, they, they ran a close race. You know, they, they they got as far as they could, and they only lost by a scant, what, five, six million votes? That's it. But th- but, but thanks to Jimmy Madison's brilliant decision to make the Electoral College a little bit tighter than that in reality, which kind of sucked. But one thing I did see also right before we started recording today was there were a couple tweets by big-time QAnon promoters. Again, like six-figure accounts or bigger Where I was starting to see a little doubt creep in. Like, usually these guys are like, Trump's going to win this thing, and you libs are going to be crying in your beer, and you're going to eat shit, and oh, you're going to see it. But today, uh, this guy, uh, you may have heard of him, we talked about him before on the pod, uh, Qtaw, who is obviously one of the most clever men on Earth. He tweeted out that if, like, we don't have, like... uh, like an open and transparent election and the Democrats win this thing, then like America will have failed as a Republic. And then he added on, thank God we have a fighter in the white house. But <laughs> that first part was the first time I ever, like I've seen a QAnon person in a long time be like, guys, Trump might not win this thing. I'm getting a little worried boys. I mean, like this, this whole thing has just been one unending false bravado, fake confidence. We got this shit in the bag. Oh, we're going to fucking dunk on those libs. And now it's been two weeks and the courts aren't flipping these rulings over and states are certifying these elections and reality's like tapping on the door now. It's not not like a knock. They're not ringing the doorbell, but you can hear it. You can hear it faintly that that reality's tapping on the door. It's getting there. At, le- at least that woman who has still refused to, uh, like, what was it, just, like, acknowledge Biden's victory or, like, swear a man. Like, like there's, that, there's that woman who's been holding up. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, uh, the person who's holding up the transition. Yes, I know. Yeah, so uh, at least she stuck to her guns and assured that she will be unemployed soon. Yes. <laughs> I got to imagine that when the Biden administration gets into their seat of power, they're not going to be like, we really appreciated it when you decided to like sort of treasonously stick to Trump's guns. So go work at the fashion bug or whatever. Get the fuck out of Washington. Yeah, go and yeah, go enjoy go enjoy working at people are losing their jobs. Yeah, go enjoy working at Hot Topic and maybe Bill Barr can be your manager while you're at it. So yeah, get the fuck out of here. I mean that's the thing is that it's 
it is so funny that like it's going to take until January 20th for this to really hit a lot of these people that it's really going to take uh Biden being sworn in for them to acknowledge what's happened cuz like the states are going to certify it and they're going to swear something's going to come up then the electoral college is going to like declare it to be true and they're going to freak out but like it is part of the QAnon mythos. I've been looking for the Q drops themselves, and I haven't found them recently, but I know they're in there somewhere. It's because the, the search features for these uh, QAnon websites are terrible. But in, like, Joe M., the plan to save the world, uh, he makes it clear that, like, if Hillary had won against Trump in 2016, the military would have stepped in and stopped her from being sworn in. There would have been an actual coup by the military against the civilian government in America. But not this time. But but that's the thing is like, that's what I'm saying is like on, on January 19th, when the electoral college has certified it, when it's all done, when like literally we wake up that morning at noon, January 20th, Biden takes the oath. QAnon is going to be just, like, waiting for, like, SEAL teams to, like, descend from the Capitol building and, like, the army to just come up Pennsylvania Avenue and just, like, cuff and stuff Biden, Harris, and Obama and everybody else. And they're just going to be waiting for that. Like, they're, they're, going, to exp- they're going to, like, just talk themselves into the fact that, like, Biden's inauguration that isn't going to happen is going to be our greatest victory. And when they're watching on television and Biden just gets sworn in... Does a boring inauguration speech. It's it's all done. The ceremony's completed. He's now the president. And Trump isn't the president. That's when like they're gonna be just, like sitting there like slack jawed and like dead eyed, being like, "What the fuck? Where where was SEAL Team Six? Where was the military?" <laughs> yeah. Storm's happening right now. What Sto- forecasted a storm today. Yeah, where's my storm? My storm. I mean, that's what's gonna happen, and that's like kind of when. I mean, there, there are going to be people who are going to go out there being like, it's a clone of Biden that Trump's secretly controlling so he can have three terms. I mean, they're going to try to find cockamamie bullshit ways to explain how Biden isn't really the president. But even the most hardcore LARPer in the world like, is going to have a real tough time like, like selling that shit sandwich to their audience. It's going to be real tough. That's going to be a glorious day to be on QAnon Twitter. Oh God, I, I don't, I don't know what. Robust. I, I have to find out, like, uh, because I have the calendar app on my computer, as it were. Oh, January twentieth is a Wednesday, which I have off from work. So, oh man, I'm going to be bright eyed and bushy tailed that morning to just <laughs> drink it in when uh, they just have to sit there and watch. Like, Joe Biden, the guy they didn't even care about for, like, 90% of this year. It was only, like, the last month of the election when Biden was up $10 million over Trump that they stopped talking about Obama and Hillary and Michelle Obama and Comey. <laughs> and they were like, hey, wait a minute. This Biden fellow might beat us. We gotta start talking shit about him. And then, oh, crap, Biden beat us. Well, it wasn't by 10 points, so we, at least we have that bit of dignity. But uh, we still lose, so what do we do now? <laughs> I mean, hey, so. whatever. They're just on the same fucking ride that we were on when Trump was, like, doing his shit. When we were all just like, ah, there's no way that Trump could win. And then as it got closer to go time, it was just like, god damn it, there is a chance that Trump could win. Yeah. Uh, half of the country is full of slack-jawed yokels. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it was just really that kind of thing. And, like... 
then Trump won. But the difference was, is after Trump won, I was just sort of like, fuck, Trump won. The next four years are going to eat shit. I didn't spend the, like, 70-odd days between election and inauguration in a weird state of delusion, believing that Hillary was going to pull it out somehow. Because your convictions are weak. This is true. I am a very gutless person who abandons my principles at the drop of a hat. You you are completely yellow, Mike. I am. I am a yellow-bellied coward. Absolutely ridiculously yellow-bellied coward. So we went over the new Q-drops. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. As such as they were. Yes. All three All three of them action-packed and crunchy. Didn't uh, sorry, Sarge, didn't you didn't you have like an encounter with a uh, with some sort of nutter in your in your real life recently? In meat yes, space, there as was it were. A single stop the steal protester in my local area holding by himself one sign, uh, just stop the steal, and I honked and said, "You're an idiot," and he was real excited when I honked. Uh. But after that, kind of, oh, but he's just by himself. But he was wearing a mask, and that's the part that confuses me the most. He was wearing, he was being very responsible and wearing his face mask, like you should. And I was just... So you can tell that he's not originally from Dakota. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. That that place is about to become the, the absolute quarantine zone. Yeah, the, the, the Dakotas, well, especially North Dakota, as it were, is like apparently going to be uh, like apocalypse now. It is. I mean, it's really like terrifying that we still have two more months of just like kind of like no president at this point because yeah. President Big Boy has taken his ball and gone home. So, like, we're on our own for two more months before we actually get, like, directives from D.C. as to how to deal with COVID and stuff. And He's kind of quit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's done. I mean, he's, 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 he's a short-timer now. I mean, he's, he's just counting the days. I mean, he's like a high school senior who's already graduated. And is well, just... you talk about a lame duck president, we got one for you. Yes. Oh, I mean, he even stopped dyeing his hair piss yellow, and it was just, like, actually gray a couple days ago. He just, like, came out and, like, did a White House press conference, and his hair was just white, and it was like, hey... They'll point that out to the Q people. They'll see it as some sort of sign. Like, oh, them. oh, yeah, he's, he's, Don- he's Donald the White now. He's no longer Donald the Yellow. He's, he's Gandalf. He's the hero. Oh, yeah, and it's just, like, uh, in my neck of the woods, uh, COVID's, like going crazy and it's not great 
So yeah, I mean, just just looking at the map every day and it just being like, oh look, America's just blood red across the board except for like Vermont or something. It's like fuck. I mean, like the the daydream, the hope people had was like, well, in the summer the virus might be more uh, damaged by ultraviolet light, so it'll be less bad. Well, what happens in the winter when it's more bad? I mean, this <laughs> this is just yeah, because all of you irresponsible fucks couldn't like contain yourself during the summer, right? Yeah. It was just like, e- e- even if it was true and the virus is going to be less of a big deal in the summer than in the winter, uh, it's not going to go anywhere just by itself. So I was just like, oh, it's fine. I can still go to this like forty-person rager in my friend's backyard because it's the summer. COVID's done. And uh, it turns out, no, COVID isn't done. And now nobody's going to be raging during the summer. And uh, nobody's going to be raging around the Thanksgiving table. Yeah, Just it, kidding. Tons of people are. They're, they're going to fucking uh, destroy so many of their own families. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's, it's like really amazing that we're just so irresponsible to deal with this shit. And then when you look at like the idiots that promote QAnon... They'll be like, oh, I don't know why we have to lock down America for a virus that has like a 1% fatality rate. And it's like, well, it's actually, I mean, it, you, this isn't, it, it, it isn't important to you, but the fatality rate's like actually closer to 1.5 or 1.6. But also, There's a little more going on. It, it, and also, but also, if, if we actually took your baseline stupid analysis of 1% to be right, and we gave everyone in America COVID, 3.2 million people would die. Do you understand how these numbers actually work? When you say 1%, it sounds small when you actually game theory out what one percent of america is it's not small it's incredibly bad all that all that one percent has a name they're all they're all people right they're all people they're all families you're telling 3.2 million families to like lose a loved one and then beyond that you're not you're not even talking about the people who don't get the two week it was a bad flu covid the long hauler people who have their blood turning into slime and the weird sausage toes and sausage fingers and the brain fog and the like and also it, it, it's not as if covid kills you like by disintegration like right. the DeLorean's rifle or whatever yeah. like you know that imagine if just like uh, if all of a sudden just like 3.7 million people or whatever just all needed to be hospitalized at once yeah, yeah that, that's what, what, what problem. are you gonna do we're just gonna be like oh it looks like you're probably going to die from this covid fuck you no medical treatment you just die in your house yeah over the whole thing at the start of this goddamn thing the idea was flatten the curve so the hospitals don't get overrun and now our mentality now QAnon's mentality is overrun the hospitals. Just fucking fill the hospitals up with people dying of COVID. It's that way... Also, the virus to death with yeah. our corpses. Yep. We'll, 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 dep- we'll deprive the, the virus of its ability to, to, to wreak havoc on us by just choking it with our dead. Well, you, the, the virus can't find hosts if all the hosts have died. Take that, COVID. I mean, yeah, it's... And then you just have that problem where it's like, well, this guy just had gotten into a car accident. Oh, we don't have any beds for him because of COVID or any other problem. I mean, disrupting the medical care system is a real good way to kill a lot more people than just the virus itself. And now we're working really hard on doing that by just having so many infected people. Uh, it, it's It's really incredible that we're like, at this point, almost a year into COVID and we still can't take it like adults. We still have to be piss babies about it. We still have to have people going, I don't have to wear a mask to go to the store. It's like, 
like what is it what is it going to take for people to take this seriously i don't know and, and, and it seems like it's impossible it seems like it's absolutely impossible to get it through people's skulls that this is a problem that needs to be addressed and they're also going to be the same fucking people complaining when it's hard for them to get a vaccine and yeah. if if they're willing to take the goddamn vaccine uh yeah the, yeah the <laughs> well, more more for the rest of us oh man the oh my i would fucking love it if all of these people would refuse to take the vaccine <laughs> because they absolutely believe that covid is a hoax but as soon as they know that they can get fucking vaccinated against the hoax i'm sure that all of them that aren't true anti-vax lunatics are going to be first in fucking line begging for their white bodies to be injected with this life-saving liquid there's going to break them is the fact that like we as a society are going to make it like really clear that you have to have proof of your immunization or vaccination shot before you can get into the, the sports ball event, get into the movie, get into the rock concert. Before you can go to this crowded gathering, you have to show us proof that you don't have the death plague. And a lot of these assholes are going to stick to their guns until they have to go to the sports ball event and then they're going to break down and get the shot because they want to boo LeBron James or whatever. I mean, or, or they want to fly to a different Even city. Older reference. Get an older. This is soft boy sports. Yes. Yes. So I mean, it's just it's just all of that. I mean, it's just all the fact that like polite society is going to require you to get the shot is going to break most of them to getting it. And they're either going to, like, tweet in tears about how, I didn't want to get the shot, but I want to be able to visit my grandparents in L.A. and I have to fly out there and I can't go on a plane without a shot, so I had to do it. I'm sorry, guys. Or they're just going to not talk about getting the shot and they're just going to do it. They're, there's like gonna be, they're either going to do a Maya culpa and apologize for, like, getting chipped by Bill Gates or they're going to pretend they didn't get chipped by Bill Gates and then go on with their lives having done so. Because there's just going to be such a massive, um, like, loss. Your, your your ability to engage in polite society is going to be diminished substantially if you don't get the vaccine. Because, like, Ticketmaster... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm not going to be fucking with anyone that's not vaccinated. Right, like, 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 Ticketmaster, like, already came out with a thing that, like, after the vaccine comes out, you're going to have to show us that you got it before we let you into a concert. So, like, that's going to be a thing that's going to drive people up a wall until they realize that, like, everyone's doing it. So, yeah, you got to get the shot, idiot. Good shit. Well, yep. th th that seems like enough talk about the doom and gloom of, uh, of recent events for the time being. So uh, let's roll into some listener questions, shall we? And that sounds like a wonderful idea. So uh, Chairman Walkman kicks us off by saying, how's that Kraken coming along? Oh, the Kraken is incredible. Devastating, destroying everyone, about to flip this election, doing it all. And then uh, he further says, uh, update, Samurai Cola has finally arrived. New <laughs> podcast-related craving, Olive Garden breadsticks. You are all monsters. Stormwave emoji. Uh, and then all of our uh, Twitter handles. So, uh, uh, re regarding the Kraken, I don't really drink dark rum anymore. Uh, I used to like it when I was a kid, not so much anymore. Uh, regarding the Cyber Cola or whatever, I still haven't had a chance to try it. Samurai Cola. Yeah, Cyber Cola, gotta, Samurai Gotta Cola. wake up, Samurai. We've got work to do. <laughs> we got a city to burn. Yeah. It's, it's Superhuman Samurai Cyber Cola. Oh, God. You want to talk about a fucking old reference? There you go. <laughs> I am... Um, you did it. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just... just just thinking of Keanu shit talking me really makes me want December tenth to get here because this time it's really going to happen. The storm is upon us. Oh, also, and regarding the breadsticks, because this is also the L's Hot Takes podcast. Uh, 
chalk ch- ch- this one up with fucking my, my, my dislike of the Beastie Boys. Uh, Olive Garden breadsticks, they're not the best thing in the world, but they're certainly better than Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Boom. <laughs> Don't at me. Or rather, at me on Twitter and I'll fight you about it. Cheddar Bay Biscuits are mad overrated. Lobster, uh, I, I want to call them Lobster Shack. Red Lobster. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to call Lobster, lobster Shack. <laughs> Red Lobster uh, can go out of business tomorrow and nobody should care. Uh, but Olive Garden breadsticks are pretty lobster good. Shack. Lobster Shack. I, yeah, I, I love, um, I love the whole, um, I love that like Red Lobster doesn't exist in New England because it's such bullshit that like it couldn't survive in a real area of America that knows what lobster is. And I only ever went to Red Lobster when I lived in Vegas, uh, where they could get away with that crap. But uh, yeah, their their uh, bread is terrible. Like my kind of rating system for <laughs> bread in like uh, upscale upper scale fast food joints is. Um, uh, Texas Roadhouse uh, biscuits with the cinnamon butter one, and then Olive Garden breadsticks two, and then whatever that crap from Red Lobster is, a distant ten millionth. Yeah, See, yeah I, 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 I co-sign that. Yep. So anyway, thanks, for the, thanks for the question, Chairman Wongman. Yes, uh, Chantel, who has a million emojis: black heart emoji, orange heart emoji, red heart emoji, etc., 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 says a lot of the cult on Twitter follow and interact with Ron Watkins. Have any of them, to your knowledge, ever asked him straight out if he is Q? If they haven't, why do you think they haven't? If you have addressed this before or is dumb, just ignore me. They would never ask him that because that would be like asking the guy behind the curtain if he was truly the Wizard of Oz. That would end the LARP. Ron Watkins' only answer could be no, because if he ever said yes, the game is over. So it's kind of a dead-end question that could never be uh, broached. So I think everyone just kind of steers clear of that, even though recently Ron Watkins has decided that, like, he's like, well, I administrate 8-Coon and I understand how, like, computers work, so I'm just going to pretend I know how Dominion voting systems works and how it's all a lie. So like, So, like, Ron Watkins got interviewed by OAN. He was just making the rounds. So it was, like, really weird seeing, like, guy who is if not Q, helping his dad, who is Q, write the drops, or is helping the intern who's writing the drops do their work. It was really weird to see, like, Q, like, venture onto television and start talking shit about the rigged election. It was just, it was like Ron Watkins already has enough power as the great and powerful Oz, and he was like, that isn't enough. I want to get on the TV and be on the OAN, and it's just... God, this is so fucking weird that I now actually have, like, the guy who is Q, like, now as a person on TV being addressed by name, and no one brings this up. No one's like, so, Ron, you're a part of 8-Kun, which is literally nothing but QAnon propaganda now. What's your connection to all that shit? Because these reporters aren't going to ask him that, because, like, they kind of want to pretend that they're not, like, fucking QAnon cultists, because that hurts the OAN brand a little. Thanks for the question. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Andy, oh God, I'm not even going to try your last name, dude. It ends in ski and it is very powerfully, I guess, Polish. And that is beyond <laughs> my powers. 
Uh, well, I love how many people just look at a Polish last name and they're just like, not even trying it. Got it. Got to give up. <laughs> yeah, I just don't blame you. Oh man, uh, he asks who is going to win up. Who's going to win the heads up battle between Doug Polk and Daniel Negreanu, which is currently raging as we speak. They're going to play like a hundred and twenty-five thousand hands or something like that over the course of, I guess, a month because that's a lot of poker hands to play. And I haven't, I haven't paid attention to poker in a hot minute. So of those two people, the only person I know is Negreanu. Uh, Negreanu is kind of like, Negreanu is like a big mixed game player and he plays all the games. Like Polk's literal specialty is online heads up, which is why the poker community installed Doug Polk as a four to one favorite to win this match. But uh, right now, Negreanu actually has a slight lead in, in money. It's like very small compared because they're playing 200, 400 heads up, no limit on two tables online. So, and they both have a, I think they both buy in for like close to like $100,000 when they're playing. And when they top up, when they're down, they get to like have somewhere between 40 and $100,000. So at one point, Doug was up a quarter million. Now he's down like 50000 or something. So... Negreanu's more than holding his own. I thought every, a lot of people thought Negreanu was just going to get washed and that Doug was just going to just like roll him and make fun of him the whole time. But yeah, notoriously bad poker player Daniel Negreanu. Oh yeah, well I mean it was it, it was it was just more the fact that like this is this is like Paul, Doug's like specialty. If like they were playing like deuce to seven triple draw or something, then Negreanu should kill him because like Doug doesn't play novelty games. He's only a hold'em guy. So it was just like people were like, well Daniel's going into Doug's world and Doug's going to carve him up like a turkey. So right now, but, if, but, the, but those people are just forgetting that Negreanu's been at this shit for a mad long time. So, sort of in theory, the other guy jumped into Negreanu's world when he decided to play poker to begin with. Oh yeah, I mean, like I, I can I can understand why people would just be like, oh, like this is this guy's specialty, so he might have like an edge. But that seems like a pretty fucking significant edge to be given a guy. Like, oh, Negreanu doesn't play online poker exclusively. It's just like, yeah, he's still fucking. He's like a famous poker player. He's been doing it forever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really. I mean, I think. Like, and like, and Lord knows, like, again, because it's still technically, like, kind of early in the battle, but who knows? But, like, at this moment, if you were one of the people that, like, laid four to one on Polk winning this thing, you gotta not be, like, happy that Negreanu has a lead and that Negreanu is, like, not just getting rolled. Because four to one odds, like, if you compared that to, like, a football game, that is, like, uh, a team getting, like, giving, like, almost 20 points in a football game. Yeah, four, four to one is completely bonkers. So, four I mean, to one seems a little disrespectful to Negreanu to me, but again, I, I don't really like. I know his name because I used to watch him a decade ago when I was into poker. But like, yeah. I, I haven't kept up with him now, so maybe his game is slipping. But four to one is bananas. I mean, Th- there is certainly a difference between like live mixed game as your specialty and uh, like online heads up as your specialty. But still, a four to one advantage to the online heads up guy—that's a little disrespectful to Negreanu, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Mike, so so who's your pick? If it was just a straight who's going to win it, I would take Doug. But if you told me, like, if I was getting 4-1 to one on my money right now, I would absolutely take the value of Negreanu because that's just ridiculous value. Like, if you said $100 and we're going to actually give the odds, I would bet it 10 out of 10 times on Negreanu because 4-1 to one is stupid because they've played a bunch and it hasn't it hasn't gotten out of hand. I mean, if Doug was up a quarter million right now, then I would think that the, the line was right. But... Given the fact that like they've played a ton and Negreanu has a lead right now, it feels like that line was off and that 
the value play is Negranu. So because like I'm always looking at this stuff from like a gambling side and a value side, you gotta you gotta pick Negranu. Sorry, did you, did you like this question? Was this your favorite one? It was good. I'm very informed on this subject and could give. <laughs> Like, well-thought-out commentary. Uh, Sarge, uh, what what is better than what? A straight versus a flush? Oh, no. Uh, a, no. A flush. flush. Bing! Okay. Sarge nailed it. Hey, Switch. Give me a poker pro in no time. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks for the question. Potentially Polish person with an impossible last name. Yes. Uh, Chris Case uh, asks, can you find out where Ron got this amazing Wagyu beef hat trying to source one as a gift? And it is a picture of Ron's interview from OAN where he is wearing the most ridiculous black cowboy hat that has, like, it's not like a cowboy hat where the brim is, like, flat. Like, the sides of the cowboy hat are splayed up, almost like devil horns. Uh, on, on, I, I, lo- I love how uh, I, I like. I love how he's trying to spin it. Is I wear this shit kicking cowboy hat as a sign of my Japanese pride, <laughs> and it's just like, what are you talking about, man? Just because it came from a Japanese cow, like that hat has fuck all nothing to do with Japan, buddy. <laughs> cowboy culture is like exclusively an American thing. Like, what are you on about, dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just like, no, nothing, nothing could possibly be more respectful of my Japanese culture than this fucking Wagyu beef cowboy hat. It's just like, what? There's so many things. Like, like I mean, I don't want to sound racist, but I think a katana is probably more appropriate. Like, go and get yourself a katana, bud. Yeah. That is, like, an iconic piece of Japanese cultural, like, like credibility there. A cowboy hat? Like, if you if you saw a bunch of fucking Japanese folks walking around wearing combat, uh, cowboy hats, you would assume that they were tourists. Yeah, or you would assume they were just being like hipsters aping American culture. Like, yeah, never just coming up to you and just being like, "How did you, cowboy? Right. Look at my hat." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, the hat is ridiculous, and the idea that it's like an iconic piece, an iconic piece of Japanese culture is insane. Uh, it, Literally, it, the only thing Japanese about it is the fact that it came off of a off of a cow that was butchered for wagyu beef, apparently. Yes, it, 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 it blows my mind. Like, never in a million years would I have ever thought there was such a thing as a Japanese cowboy hat. Because uh, Japan is an incredibly small uh, space that doesn't have... There's a lot of cattle rustling. Yeah, there's so much cattle rustling in Japan. There's a massive culture where they have these wide plains where you can run cattle around all the time to uh, herd them. Yeah, I mean, it's... It turns out that, like, part of what what makes Wagyu beef and Kobe beef, like, special is the fact that it's just, like... This shit is coming from places that grow cows where you cannot really grow cows. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh shit, such decadent. Oh my god. Like so, some some Japanese homeless person doesn't get to live anywhere because this cow exists. Or <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean it's like Japan is like just an incredible amount of people packed into a sardine can. It is such a densely populated island. Whereas America is just like, hey, we have Wyoming, where there's nothing there, and we can just drop a million cows in there, and whatever. Yeah, no cows in Nevada, but most of Nevada is empty. Oh, yeah, you know, Nevada, oh, Nevada is absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Vegas and then deserts. It's like, that's a lot of, that, that's why when we, like, settled the west of America, that's why the west coast became states first, and then everyone who didn't get land there was like, eh, fuck it, I'll settle yeah, in Nevada. We, we had to backfill all this garbage. In right, exactly. 
Thanks. I'll settle in Idaho. I'll settle in Nevada and Utah. Whatever. I mean, it's like that was that was the backfill. I mean, it was. All right. Let, let's let's keep this train rolling. Thanks for the question. What's the next one? Uh, Linda W. Croson uh, says, "How are they going to handle the vaccine if their Lord and Savior Donald Trump gets it and promotes it? How are they going to square that with six months of posting that a vaccine has a Bill Gates deep state plot to implant us with a microchip? What will they do?" Not take it. Trump. They, Trump got to them. I mean, they, I mean, tr- the yeah. deep state got to Trump. Okay. Like that was. It tr- like I have. I've been saying for forever that like there were like two major breaking points of QAnon with Trump, and one of them was him losing to Biden, which success. He did it. Good job, Donald. And the other breaking point would be Donald promoting the vaccine. And the thing was, is if Trump won this election, he was 100% going to promote the vaccine. He was going to stab people with it directly himself. He was going to get the shot because he doesn't have any actual like principles or anything. All he knows in his all he knows in his head is the vaccine is the the the, the virus is bad. It is making him look bad. Getting rid of the vaccine makes him look good. So, oh my God, he would have he would have been leading the army into your town to give you the shot by force inoculation at gunpoint, and he would have cheered them to do it. It's like a giant anime style syringe staff, like one giant syringe <laughs> that he wields like a staff, and he's just going around. In- injecting people without their consent. Absolutely what Trump would have done, and QAnon's heads would have exploded, and you would have had, like, a few of them trying to explain that the God Emperor was saving us with, like, a an honest, good vaccine that was not the evil Bill Gates vaccine, but a lot of them would have been like, fuck that, and just, that that, that would have been... A- I, feel like, I feel like he probably already lost the people that were going to abandon him when he promoted a vaccine when they found out he got that experimental gene treatment to treat his COVID. Like, right, like the, like the people that don't trust medicine because they, they don't trust, like, where it's sourced from or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that they were already off of, uh, off of Donald Trump when they found out that he was getting injected by, with, with like, secret experimental gene therapy. Oh, I, I, I'm sure there was, like, rumblings in the rank and file and that, and that kind of stuff, but, like, the, the grifter class who uses Trump to make their bucks... They just pretended it didn't happen. I remember, like that was a, because like that was a big thing is that 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 experimental therapy involved like uh, fetal stem cells, and like that should have been a thing that should have made Alex Jones like stroke out and die with on air, and Alex just completely ignored it, just pretended it never fucking happened because he knew that it would like impact his grift substantially if he brought up that the fact that the president was like literally. Uh, getting dead baby parts put into his body to keep him safe from the COVID, which is a hoax. So, like, for... Between two lovers. Yes. So, like, (laughs) those people were just, like, so militant about it. But it's just that you have this... you have this culture of of Jordan Sather, Dustin Nemos, and a bunch of these other guys that are like hardcore anti-vax and they got into QAnon through anti-vax that like again when Trump shows up with the anime syringe and starts stabbing them, that's when like those guys can't keep the grift going. They can ignore Trump getting the baby part injections, but when Trump is stabbing them with the, the vaccine, that's when they have to like go back to shilling UFOs and fucking crystals to heal your cancer and all the other like dog shit they peddle to make a buck. Thanks for the question. Yep. All right, let's move yeah. on. Uh, so Bobby Ellis, uh, sla- uh, pronouns he slash him, says, uh, seriously, what do you think they will do when Biden is sworn in? At what point does the plan just turn into we have to act? 
And uh, that's exactly it. January 20th is when shit goes fucking pear-shaped, period. I mean, that's just the way I feel. I, it's, that's when they can't deny reality, and that's when things are going to really suck for them. Yeah, I'm worried about that, too. Uh, like, I didn't bring it up last week. Uh, another podcast uh, brought it up. Just, like, do you think we see, like, QAnon nutso suicides? Like... Do they go that hard? There, uh, this can't be verified because it's a person on the internet, as it were. But I did reach out to them, and they they said they didn't want publicity, like the getting like their names in public. But there was a post on QAnon casualties where a person stated that their aunt had killed themselves after Biden won because they didn't want to live in uh, a post uh, hell world where Satan had taken over because Biden's victory heralded the end times. Uh, I reached out to them. They talked about like how the family was trying to keep it quiet and that kind of stuff. So again, it could be it could be a lie. It could be people going on the internet and tell bullshit. But uh, that was something that like I kind of feared was going to happen was that people were going to act out violently either to themselves or to others as a result of this. Another uh, poster on QAnon casualties said that like when they got home a couple days after the election, uh, a family member held them at gunpoint because they thought they were an intruder, and that their uh, the family member who had the gun had become increasingly paranoid and uh, just uh, distraught uh, with Biden having won, and now they were just like waiting for the knock on the door from the uh, the government to come and take them to the reeducation camp or whatever. So like like that kind of like psychosis and that like kind of dangerous. Uh, violence is something I think is going to become more prevalent as we get closer to Biden being sworn in because uh, all the rank and again, that Utah tweet about if this election gets stolen, that was like the first time I've seen someone even bring it up where it was possible that Trump isn't going to win this thing. And that's like, uh, the dawning reality that these people are going to have to deal with and they're not going to deal with it. Well, like Joe M like had a, a, a not a tweet but a parlor or whatever you call it on parlor a racism I guess so like Joe M had a racism on parlor where he was like uh, Trump didn't lose because if Trump lost Q would have failed and Q can't fail and then he like doubled down on it later and it was like on January twentieth if Biden is sworn in I will live stream my deprogramming so like it, like these guys are just like so invested in Biden not being the president, even though, like, he's going to be the president and they can't stop it. It's really um, wild. And it's, like, to me, scary what what was going to happen when these people have to acknowledge that Biden is the president and that they didn't right. win. Wow, grim. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, moving moving along, as it were, uh, Hugo, it's the monetary system, stupid, uh, Machette, says, what is the best way to troll idiot GOP operatives trying to maintain control of this colossal farce? And they uh, added a, uh, a screenshot of a tweet that was just like, hey, until we find out the truth about this whole Dominion voting system, conservatives shouldn't vote at all. And that is a real good question about, like, what is Republican turnout for these Georgia runoffs going to look like if a lot of these people, like, buy into QAnon and they think that Trump was robbed and that there's no point in voting because they just stole it from us. So, I mean, on the one hand... Oh, man, we, 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 can, we can use their conspiracy lunacy against them to try to just convince them not to vote in this runoff election because your vote doesn't matter. So, conservatives, stay at home. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, 
I mean, that's the thing is it's just like it's a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like the worst possible thing the Republicans could do to themselves is to embrace this cult that's literally going to tell their supporters, don't vote. It's rigged. Uh, as a matter of fact, like the I mean, Trump already did that to himself. Yeah, the Georgia Secretary of State just came out today and was like, yeah, we had like uh, 30,000 or it was like either 20 or 30,000 more absentee votes for Trump in the primary than we did in the general. And that was Trump telling people not to vote absentee because it sucks. And if Trump hadn't done that, he would have won Georgia easily. So like you have the Secretary of State of Georgia who's been getting death threats because he's a Republican not not trying to steal it for Trump and he's letting the votes be counted. So the, the Secretary of State of Georgia is like, yeah, by the way, Trump cost himself this election. Get off my back, you fucking assholes, which is awesome. Good on you, Georgia Secretary of State, for being uh, pissed off at the people going at you for doing your job. And like the, the, the one decent thing to come out of all of this uh, election was Ridge Hokum. It was literally Donald Trump shooting himself in the foot and making it so that it was really unlikely he was going to win the presidency by telling his most fervent like members of his base to not vote by mail. Like, <laughs> hey, just do whatever you do, do not mail in a ballot. And then people are just like, well, I, Donald Trump doesn't want me to mail in a rigged ballot, so I guess I'm just not going to vote because I have to go to my meatpacking job that day. And it's just like, excellent, good work. Also insulting an entire state uh, that has deeply been his, Arizona, just being like, <laughs> it, it is. I like my I like my war heroes uncaptured. It is so unbelievable that uh, Florida had just all the COVID deaths in the world and Trump carries it easily. But you make fun of John Lewis in Georgia and you make fun of John McCain in Arizona and those states draw the fucking line right there, asshole. And boom, we're going blue. During that, uh, during that, like, uh, that Nebraska uh, rally he had where he endangered all those people, didn't didn't he literally tell them he was just like, hey... Like, under normal circumstances, if it weren't for COVID, I wouldn't be here. You, you wouldn't be seeing me here. You're If there was a chance that I could win this election, I wouldn't be fucking talking to you, idiot. I, if I didn't need your one electoral vote, I wouldn't be here to freeze you all to death. So, <laughs> fuck you, you pieces of shit. And the funny thing about predicted that Trump would lose the election like this. <laughs> and the funniest thing about it was he lost Nebraska too by like a million. I mean, like it was like so uncompetitive. He prop all he did was add to his deficit of defeat by going there and doing that rally. It was like, oh, I'm going to lose Nebraska too by five points. Fuck it, let's make it ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if it weren't for COVID, I would be fucking caught dead looking at you people. Are you kidding me? Vote Trump. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why. The, that's why the buses aren't going to take you back to your cars. Enjoy walking four miles back in the freezing cold, bitches. Yeah, what he really should have done was held a big liberal rally. Yes! And, and, and then did, did that bus maneuver, just have a bunch of lips <laughs> freeze to death to get him over the line. Just out yeah. in the cold. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Moving along. And finally, uh, our enemy, Gaza, who is always incoherent, uh, says, Convid might be real, but Biden's president definitely isn't. Not yet, anyways. Uh, Racist okay sign emoji, I guess. Where do you get your news from? I'm going to guess your TV. In 2020, uh, crying laughing emoji 2X. You bring me humor, man. Humor spelt British, which is weird. Uh, keep trying to convince yourself true colors. British again in colors. We'll show soon in clunes. We'll be crying as will you. So apparently they hate QAnon also. I don't get it. And then they have... 
Where, where we get our news? Well, for me, personally, it's a combination of television and the internet. Now, if you think that both of those like places are disreputable, I could go find a newspaper to tell me the same thing. And if you think that newspapers are disreputable, then what the fuck do you expect me to get my news from? Like, the Telegraph? Uh, like, apparently, apparently, mouth? <laughs> apparently <laughs> Breitbart and Gateway Pundit and just, like, right-wing sacks of shit that wouldn't be fit to print out and line a birdcage with is where you should get your uh, news from. And um, there is, like, some person who sent a letter to uh, Congress explaining how the Electoral College works, and that's very important because I don't know, no one understands how the Electoral College works. By the way, uh, Gaza, you don't understand how the Electoral College works because the people that actually vote in the Electoral College are like hardcore party loyalists, and the, the state uh, enough states to get Biden to 270 uh, have the ability to like literally grab an elector who says something they don't like and replace them with someone who will say it. This isn't like a thing where... Like, on January 6th, the Electoral College meets in D.C., and then they can surprise us with a rat- wacky twist. The way this actually works is the, the votes are certified, and then each state has, like, their Electoral College meet up and, like, basically write down their votes. Like, it's the, like it's in the 1700s when we actually made the Constitution and shit. And their votes are written down and certified by the, by the state party and the state government. And then they're delivered to D.C., and that's all that happens on, on January 6th, is they just crack open those envelopes and read them. And those envelopes are going to say that Biden won because all those states already certified that's what they said in the first place so on january 6th there's not going to be a shocking plot twist there's not going to be a surprise that you're hoping for says you says me says me says me idiot on the internet with a podcast hate to break it to you bud but COVID is real and it's dangerous joe biden is real and he's president that's just the way it is dangerous i I remember i'm not even going to joke i'm not even good i'm not even joking about this but like uh when, when Trump won in 2016, uh, there was this one day I was, I was dealing some poker and there was a guy at the table and he was just like, like just grinding his teeth. I mean, he was just like so intense and it was like, just like unsettling how intense this guy was. Cause it wasn't cause he was playing cards. He was just intense. And then some people were just talking about whatever and how Trump was going to be president soon and making America great again because they're all white dudes who are middle-aged or older, so they were fucking pumped that Trump won. And then that guy was just like, yeah, if the Electoral College doesn't fuck him today, yeah. And, like, he was just, like, like practically seething, thinking the Electoral College was going to, like, bamboozle him. And... I had uh, read on Little Green Footballs or some other website that was following politics at the time that, like, the Electoral College had, like, two hours earlier, like, certified that Trump had won. And I told the guy, I'm like, yeah, the Electoral College already certified Trump. He won. It's over, dude. Calm down. And the guy, I mean, he really thought that plot twist was a thing that could happen. And he was just, like, on edge, like, all day. And, like, I kind of, like, took him off the cliff when I let him know that, like, the entirely (laughs) ceremonial bullshit... That our Constitution demands we do has already been done, and his guy is president now for really, really, really reals. You, you just needed to pat him on his head and give him a little shoulder rub and remind him that the Electoral College is there to literally only serve conservatives now. Yes. Like, like I, I'm still waiting with bated breath for the time where, uh, like, a, a Democrat, like, loses the popular vote and then wins the election because of the Electoral College. 
and it's never going to happen. It, it won't happen Michael now. Is there to give power to bumpkins, and it, that's just all there is to it. it it's, yeah, it's enraging, because like, the Democrats have literally won seven out of the last eight uh, popular votes, and they've managed to lose three of those elections. And America had a moment. We had that like blissful moment where W. Bush beat John Kerry by 2 million votes, but only won the Electoral College by like 40,000 votes in Ohio. And if that had flipped, we would have had a hilarious uh, Democrats get fucked by the Electoral College when Gore, and then Bush gets fucked by the Electoral College and loses to Kerry, and we would have actually had bipartisan consensus to get rid of it. But then... Uh, that didn't happen, and now the Republicans' only path to power is the Electoral College. Because, like, Obama beat McCain by a trillion votes, then he beat Romney by four million, then Hillary beat Trump by three million but lost, and now Biden's going to beat him by, like, five million or more when it's all said and done. But if, like, I don't know, like, 200,000 votes had broken slightly differently in, like, four different states, Trump still would have won. So it's just like, no, the Electoral College is bullshit and terrible, and it only serves you guys as... As a, as a way to make you not a fucking regional party. The only way you can win the presidency is through this cockamamie system we have in America. Yep. Well, there's our there's our weekly shitting all over the Electoral College. <laughs> Boom. Yes, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, just fucking that way. So uh, I guess that wraps up uh, Ye old Podcast for this week. Again, if you... Uh, want to help us out with uh, financial compensation, uh, patreon.com slash poker politics, um, love146.com if you want to fight human trafficking, the Georgia Senate races if you want to save democracy, and um, beyond that, if you guys got anything to say, the floor is yours. Nothing to add. Just uh, give us your money, or, or give your money to Democrats, but <laughs> mostly to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have anything really to add. Normally, this is where I would promote my social media, but my last tweet uh, was literally me tweeting about uh, reminding my followers to strap in for how bad I am and remembering to tweet stuff. Uh, I'm just terrible <laughs> at Twitter, so there's no real real point in uh, in promoting myself. But I guess if you end up on Twitter and you want to find and you want to see my occasional catty ramblings, you can find me at. <laughs> Hellworld L with a Q instead of O in the word world. And you can find Sarge at Hellworld Sarge. That's me. Yeah. All right. And as always, we're going to wrap up the podcast with our totally organic saying that we go out every time. And it's always worked perfectly every single time. And I'm assuming that this time is going to be no different. So I'm going to count us down for three. And on the count of three, we're going to do our signature catchphrase. Three, two, one. Good, Good speed, speed, patriots. Okay, yes. it was slightly better that time. Yay. We're improving. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.